Business and Bliss podcast. We are so excited to be here with you today. I am your host, Lisa Kay, here with my amazing co-host, Jen Conkey. Welcome. And we are so excited to introduce our guest today, Miss Carrie Campbell. She is so fascinating and just has a heart of giving and uplifting women, and I'm so excited for you to meet her today. Um, so Carrie, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you, and please educate our listeners on who you are, what you're about, and we'll go ahead and jump into today's topic. Well, thank you so much, Lisa and Jen, for having me, and honestly, I'm huge fans of both of you. Um, you know, I had such a great time when we were talking on our pre-screening, and I've got to follow you on social media and you are amazing. And Jen, I like she just said, I've known her for 34 years. So we go way back, way back, way back. Um, and so that's a really, she's a, a great, great inspiration in my life. Yeah. Um, again, my name is Carrie Campbell. And currently right now, one of my most exciting projects I'm working on is developing my workshops for increments of change. And what increments of change is, is I've culminated all of these different modalities of experience, therapy, training, learning, um, all different kinds. And I put them together because I really want to help women who have just been through trauma or just want to get to the next level in their life. I really want to help them kind of break down those barriers um, and achieve whatever goals that they want. Um, I have a huge background in recovery. Um, that's a big part of my story. I'm also a domestic violence advocate. I do a lot of work with um, local nonprofit organizations um, dealing specifically with women, although I am open to working with men. I'm dealing specifically with women because that's just um, the passion and purpose that I feel God has put on my heart. Awesome. You know, it's interesting that you say that, um, you know, that you work with women, you're open to working with men. And, um, you know, really, Jen and I are the same way, right? We kind of started the Business and Bliss podcast from some inspiration from women around us, but we're like, gosh, you know, then Jen, Jen quickly reminded me it's, it's this concept of you power, not male or female, right? Um, we can all benefit from these things, but it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast by Kate Northrup and she talked about, and I'm not, I'm going to misquote the statistics, so I'll just skip it. But she talked about if we help women, if we donate to causes that are led by women, they tend to help the entire community. They tend to, those funds tend to benefit and that help and advocacy tends to benefit the entire community versus when funds or support have been given to men, it seems to, you know, benefit the organization that they're in singularly. Um, and that's neither here nor there. Of course, that doesn't apply across everyone, but it's more of this feminine energy that tends to say, I got these resources and I'm going to use this to benefit and better everyone, which it sounds a lot of, of like what you're doing, um, which is advocating everyone and benefiting everyone. And then these women go on incrementally, increments of change, incrementally to help other women in other communities. And so it's just beautiful what you're doing. Thank you. Well, and I also believe like, honestly, that you know, we're looking at things even on a political level and we look about, we want change in the White House. And I'm like, well, what about the change in your house and your house being your body? Because mm -hmm. I really believe that once we begin to heal and look at the things that are affecting us and blocking us, when we really begin to address it, I just believe when mama gets better, everybody gets oh, better. Gosh, yes. Women oh, naturally so are multipliers. Like we multiply, right? Correct. Everything we get, we multiply it. And so I've noticed even in my own journey and along with the people that I've um, walked along this journey with, 
that once they get better and they're dropping their inhibitions and they're dropping their expectations and they're starting to feel more comfortable in their own skin, mm -hmm. when I feel better in my own skin, I naturally make you feel better in yours. Yeah. And then, and then that, and then it multiplies itself in your home, in your community, at your job, right? And on yeah. and on and on. Amen. Yeah. I've had goosebumps for like the whole time you were talking right now. Yes. Amen. Amen. Agree. I think it's because women have the, that nurturing tendency. I know there's some men out there that have it too, yeah. but just the whole nurturing and trying to impact, develop, and grow and and make something out of the world. And I don't know. There is that one side though where there's some women that are like crabs in a barrel, pull each other down. And I feel yeah. like, you know, our mission here is that, no, we're trying to lift up, you know, there shouldn't be this, um, God, I read this really cool quote. It was like comparanoia. I was like, what a cool term. Ooh, yeah. right? I was like, that's a really cool term, comparanoia. Cause it's true. It's like, we're all comparing ourselves to each yeah. other. And it's like, that just leads to this self doubt. It leads to, oh, self-worth lessness not self-worth, but self-worthlessness. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. you know, why, if we keep comparing to what they have, and they have different circumstances, different life experiences, different money resources. It's like, just focus on you and make yourself better. And then we can all come along. And I think that women have a little bit more tendency to do that. And, but they also on the flip side, have a quick, quick sense to flip if it's not going their way with all the, you know, yeah, let me, get, cool, let me right? get crazy. Right. She's doing this to me. Yeah. So yeah. I prefer it on this side. There's a interesting way to flip that too. Right. So I think there's this concept of if there's something out there that you desire or that you see and you're like, gosh, I would love to, you know, have fill in the blank or be fill in the blank. It's, it's this concept that it's because you, you have that desire because it's already yours. It's already, you know, if you continue to move toward that desire and aspire toward that, it's, you're only able to dream it or desire it because it's already within your reach. And so it's interesting because you can kind of check yourself and say, okay, am I being jealous right now? Am I jealous of that? Am I envious? Or is that just like, oh, thank you for showing that to me because now I, I have like another aspiration yeah. in my line of sight. Yeah, that's cool. So Carrie, tell it, tell us about increments of change. Like, what does that, what does it look like? What is it? What do you do? What does it mean? So what it looks like is I have been for just about eight years now mentoring women individually, one-on-one. -on -one. And um, I can see that. Um, and usually we do that in the 12-step fellowship. And so, and so that has been very successful and I've had great success. And, you know, just to be honest, if we're looking at people who are trying to do something so totally different and getting their life back together, like if you can accomplish that, there's nothing you can't accomplish. I'm just convinced of that. And so what I found over the last few years is that there's some women who require and need the change, but they don't have a problem with drugs or alcohol, but they have some other stuff that they, they that needs to be dealt with, that needs to be addressed. And it's not that, yeah. And so because of that, I was like, wait a minute, let me create something. And probably about 10 years ago, I was sitting in a church service and I remember the pastor, his, his message, and he talked about incremental changes and it just like the hair on my arm stood up because I can see increments. I can see the next indicated thing. I can handle that. Sometimes when you show me the big flashy end goal, it feels like, oh my gosh, it's way too much. And so I, I used increments of change even for my own weight loss journey. So what I started to do was, um, I, I, this was uh, again many years ago, and um, 
I was in this relationship and it wasn't going very well. And so normally I would do something self-destructive. So this time I thought, wait, instead of going and doing something self-destructive, what if I got up and I walked to the mailbox today? And so I walked to the mailbox and then I walked around the school and then I started changing my diet. And within 30 days, I had lost 30 pounds. And every day I just added a new increment of change. And I was like, mind blown. So yeah. that was really the inspiration of taking those two things. If you can look at food and you can look at addiction and you can look at relationships and do something positive with that energy, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Carrie, you just hit the mother load too, because there's like, if you just look and change your behavior by 1%, just, just 1%, right. there's like an example in the compound effect. And you talked about a plane and its destination. If they got off course by 1%, they were going to miss it by 150 miles. That's huge. Right. Now, so, but if you adjusted it in your favor in a weight loss situation, then you would see that change happen, but it has to be that consistent over time, repeated disciplined behavior to make that decision. And it's so impactful. It's like, it's like compound interest. Well, so, and what it is, is that it's, it's an inside job. Like this isn't anything anybody can do for you. Right. Like this is 100% dialed in. I'm ready for something different. And so, um, I call it the gift of desperation. And the reason why I call it a gift is because it's usually a very small window when the pain is great enough and someone is willing to actually dive in and go, okay, I'm ready to pull the trigger and do something different in my life. So I try and keep my eye on when I'm working with clients on people who you have to already be there. Like I can't get you there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so now, so since I've been doing that individually, um, the dream that I have is to do, and we've talked about this is workshops where we're sitting in a room. One of the things that I think is in this day and age, we have access to more levels of communication than we have ever had in the history of time. And we are less connected than we have ever been in the history of time. And so we've gotten really, really comfortable with connecting with strangers and people online and getting in our phones and really bad at connecting with the people that are in our communities, in our neighborhoods and in our homes. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just throw that out there. Like I would, and you can see it when people go out to dinner, right? I mean, my parents are 71 and we're all sitting there and everybody's on their phones. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. And so that's my goal. Um, it's also birthed from a place of pain because I've had some really extreme circumstances. I've had three friends lose children in the last year um, and for some really awful reasons. And so I'm like, what, what if we could connect one another? What if we knew that we weren't the only one who felt this way or there was someone you could call or someone you could get a hug from? And so that's the importance of hands-on workshops to getting people used to knee-to-knee, eyes-to-eyes connecting. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think it's also because in, the, in today's, today's age, it's like how can we use all of our technology to bring everybody together and stay connected? And it is. It's driving us away from that personal connection. I had somebody ask me the other day, do you ever think that uh, these mastermind events, because I'm in the middle of trying to plan one, they're, they're going to go away because, you know, they have Zoom, we have Skype, we have all of these things where it's going to come away. And I'm like, yeah, but. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's not an experience. That's the best. Like, when you go to a Tony Robbins event, there's a feeling you get. And that's the experience. There's nothing's going to take that away. That human There's nothing. No. And people are going to crave it more because of all the technology, right? So I agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it makes the market bigger. Because For sure. People are really, because they're seeking, right? We're all seeking to be connected, right? Sure. And Lisa kind of said it earlier, you know, like what you're seeking is seeking you. So 
if, if that's the case and you really believe that, I, I wholeheartedly agree that the reason why you're attracted or maybe even envious of something is because it's giving you a glimpse and a glimmer of what's down the road if you're willing to do some things that are necessary. Yeah. Right? Hey, Carrie, I had a question too. You're talking about doing one-on-one -on -one with some clients and, and how they have to be willing, right? They got to want it more than you. So, and you also mentioned the act of desperation or that moment of desperation where the pain is enough for them to move, right? And, and they want to make a decision and they get there. Do you find that people struggle with the commitment long-term? Because, you know, commitment is just, it, it's, it's the process of, being there and doing what we said we were going to do long after the the pain and the emotion that right. which we said it with is gone do you do you have clients where they just keep going back and forth and vacillate like what does that process look like for them and how do you it, you know and i do and so here's what i know is that it's my job and i feel my responsibility to do as much work as we can with the time that we have and plant the seeds so that maybe my maybe my role on your journey is shorter than what we both anticipated mm -hmm. and i'm okay with that mm -hmm. i'm absolutely okay with that only because i've kind of done it the other way and then i feel like i'm doing more work trying yeah. to <laughs> try yeah. like wait a minute how come i'm yeah this yeah wait a minute yeah you're so, like, um, the best? <laughs> yeah yeah so so then we have so commitment yeah so I think also too, if shorter windows of commitment, and Jen, you have so much experience in this, shorter windows of commitment kind of help carry you along, yes. right? Well, Carrie, so how does what you do and some of the obstacles you run into with your clients, namely around commitment, if we want to talk about that, how does that layer into this concept that the journey is the destination, right? Because, you know, I feel like this has been coming up so much that it's like, you know, I think I'll be happy when I lose 30 pounds, or I'm going to be happy when I finally, you know, leave this job, or I'm going to be happy when I finally meet the man, or when I finally, da, da, da. and it's really like, no, that's, that's kind of not the point. Like the, you'll, cause you'll get to that destination and then you're going to yearn for something else. And so how much of what you do helps people sort of like understand, or I guess maybe turn that desire into a healthy habit a healthy long-term habit does that make well, sense it does and so yeah. i believe that happiness is the byproduct of right living okay that's what happiness is and and i think that um more important than happiness is joy and joy is like deep rooted within that when i lay my head on my pillow at night i've done everything i know to do and the stuff that i probably should have done different i'm going to commit to myself that i'm going to wake up and i'm going to be better tomorrow and so I've only had experience, um, Lisa, of doing all of those things. I, I was at a point in my life, um, probably about 10 years ago, where I thought that all I needed was to lose 30 pounds, um, to get the man, to live on the golf course. Um, and, I, and I checked all the boxes and I got all of that stuff. But see, all of that stuff, it is just stuff and it's outside. What I didn't realize at that time, that value is intrinsic. It's something we have because we were created with it. And so it's not that you can't get any more of it and you can't, get, and you can't lose it. You just have it um, because you have it. Um, and, and so um, in that journey of seeking all of the worldly things, getting them all, and then having that catapult me into um, the most devastating um, part of my life, Mm -hmm. And having to climb out of those ashes and rebuild, um, I'm just, 
And that's one of the reasons why I have this passion too, is because I hope nobody has to experience what I've experienced. And I, I also made a promise to God and to myself that I wasn't going to waste it. And that I was going to use all of that pain, all of my experience, all of that trauma, and put something together um, to move forward so that the pain that my children suffered wouldn't be wasted. Right. And so all of that to say is exactly, it isn't, there isn't some end mark. And I believe that we really should celebrate milestones because yeah. that's really important. But the milestones are only a byproduct of the journey that we stayed on. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, and sometimes I think we get, we celebrate these really huge ones when, you know, there are some much, much smaller ones that are seemingly small that are so that are game changers mm-hmm. that like change your whole perspective on life. And that's really where the magic is. At. Yeah. And we only can be aware of them in those moments of connection, in those moments of stillness, right? When we're, when we're looking in and reflecting in versus being distracted by all the busyness, right? right. Because then you're, then you're like, whoa, whoa, wait, hold on. I just made progress with like forgiveness or wait, I just was able to like, you know, wear a bikini to the pool and not care. Hello. What? Like everything must stop. Like everything stops because that is lifelong conceptions. And that's part of my program too, is these life commandments that we have. And we believe that we live our life by that they don't serve us and they're not even true. And then we just kind of keep carrying it. And then we go, wait a minute, what in the heck? Why have I been doing this? Yeah. Right. And so I think the more free we get, the more accessible we are to those that we love. And, totally. and love us. <laughs> that is such good stuff because, you know, it's literally the, it's the little small things. It's what you said. If I, at the end of the day, take note and give myself a little grace on what I did well, and I don't focus so much or dwell so much on what I did wrong. It's like that term that I mentioned earlier about comparanoia. I love that term. I think it's so cool, but that's what breeds all of this ridiculous behavior is we're trying to one up the other guy or the other girl. We're just trying to one up everything. And, but yet we're calling it our personal quest to seek what we want. That's external, you know, but we, we're not solving anything internally. And what you just mentioned, those beliefs carry like they, amen. They're based on what we value and what we value is where we spend our time. So if it's the wrong stuff, not going to be happy. And then you're going to seek something externally to give you that happiness. And like I used to do retail therapy. Okay. By the time right. I was 24, I was like completely broke and in so much credit card debt. It was ridiculous. Right. And I learned really right. hard. Okay. Let me put my credit cards in water and then put that in the freezer. So I can't touch them anymore right. because I was constantly trying to find the next cool new thing that was going to make me happy. And guess what? It didn't work. So, yeah. No, I think that's important. It doesn't. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that it recently I threw the word should out of my vocabulary, just like completely, you know, I should be spending more time with my kids. I should be walking more. I should be drinking more water. I should be earning more money. I should be should, like, I was shitting myself to death instead of being present in like where I am, you know? So it's, it's a similar concept of this, like comparanoia. It's like, stop shooting yourself and just be where you are, um, and honor those goals. So Carrie, so tell us, you know, of all the people that you've worked with. And when I think about our listeners, you know, I always want to try and deliver something to them that they can tangibly walk away from the call today and apply to their life. And when you think about all of the people that you have helped and you think about our listeners today who are, you know, really aiming for some sort of change, 
what is one tip or one caution or just what kind of comes to mind as far as something that you could call out, bring awareness to that someone walking away from the call today could actually go and start on this journey toward incremental change? Um, the most important thing to me is to be kind to yourself. I, it doesn't matter the socioeconomic background of anybody that I've worked with. And a lot of people are really high achievers, hard chargers, they have zero grace, and they are so critical of themselves. And so that manifests itself in all of their relationships, all of their control. And if you could just, and, and I'll say, can you look at your five-year-old self and what would you tell the five-year-old version of yourself? How would you treat her? And can you treat yourself like that? And, and it's like, whoa, I don't, even, I don't even know if I can do that. It's mm -hmm. like, well, can you be kind to yourself in a specific area about a specific thing? Mm -hmm. um, because the opposite of that, being harsh with ourselves, it just will stunt any growth. Mm -hmm. And then that also manifests itself in every relationship um, and the people that I work with. And I've seen it in, um, you know, I've been involved in all kinds of um, several different business opportunities, probably since I was 20 years old. And I have seen great success and I've seen people get it and lose it all. And at the end of it, it's like, who are you? And can you be kind to yourself in the process? And if you're not, because a lot of times people put the most value on what they're achieving instead of who they are in the process. And so usually the goal of the journey is that you're changing. And the more people that you attract, you're changing because dealing with people, it will require you to change mm -hmm. because you will show up. You're going to meet your match in business and relationships. You're going to meet somebody who mirrors and shows you you. And so um, I've seen great things torn apart because of it. And then I've seen people who are actually just really, really fair in business, but they're consistent, do very, very well. Right. But I think the most important thing is being kind. That's awesome. So what would that look like? I mean, I know, I know what you're saying because that's giving myself grace is one of my self-love tactics. So right. I, I get that. For someone who maybe is new to that, like what, what would that look like? You know, if you think of like a common example or a common strategy, I mean, what, what would you say that that tangibly looks like? Well, what it looks like too is also surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And not necessarily people who are doing what you're doing, but people who are where you'd like to be. And so if I'm the smartest person in my group, I probably need more new friends, right? And so um, that's another strategy that like, who do you admire? Who are your mentors? Who are you hanging out with? Do you know anybody in your circle that you, you not envy, but admire what they have and yeah. start to build a culture of it? Because it's really hard, like you can, you, you know, if you have a lot of desire, you can start watching motivational stuff and kind of get yourself all, all you know, inspired. Um, and you can do that on YouTube, you can do it on podcasts. But, you know, when you get into the environment and start spending time with people, really good quality time. And the thing is, is that you kind of have to break down the barriers of what you think that looks like. Mm -hmm. It may look a little different than yeah. what you are imagining. Mm -hmm. And so that's really important to me is uh, surrounding yourself with like-minded people and people who are where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's um, a big deal. And I, I deal with clients that face this and, and their mindset is affected. And so their inner monologue, that little voice in their head that I usually call the obnoxious tenant that's renting that space right. is just vicious. And when you realize what influences you, I mean, it could be things, it could be people, I mean, there's so many people who watch the news and they're paranoid about things that 
you know, we don't even know for a fact that they're true. You know, you never know what messages are on the media that they want you to know this because they want you to do this. You know, the media and the news is all about what they want us to think, see, feel, or do in order to respond or buy something or not buy something or vote for who. And so a lot of my clients that watch the news and they just get bogged down with all this bad information or all these political issues that they're going through. And, and at the end of the day, when they're not getting the sales and things aren't converting for them, then why? Why isn't this happening? And I'm like, okay, well, where are you spending your time? Who are you spending your time with? What activities are you spending your time doing? Like if you're going to sit down and watch the entire season of, you know, Sons of Anarchy, it's probably going to negatively impact you with all the violence in there and all the betrayal. You're probably going to be in paranoia about those things. I don't know. I'm just speculating, but those right, things right. influence you. Right. And so I think that it's really important. I have a, an influential like checklist on all of my clients where they're spending their time and, and what are all the inputs that influence your mindset? Because once you identify what they are and get rid of the ones that are bad and implement a new process, it's, it's different. It's different on how you talk to yourself and, and what you are able to accomplish because the thoughts that you have produce the feelings, those produce vibrations. And if they're good vibrations, cool. You'll attract more good vibrations. If it's bad, guess what you're going to attract. Right? So I think that's really cool, Carrie. Yeah. And music. Yeah. Uh, music, you know? And, um, so I have stuff that I only am going to listen to if I'm at the gym trying to push some weight but that's the only place that it's appropriate <laughs> because it, it just goes on loop yeah, and it gets into our subconscious and we don't yes. even, you know, and so, um, and then, and then the next, you know, we're behaving that way and saying things like I, I, you know, I was watching Handmaid's Tale. I had to stop watching it. I'm like, cause I'm either going to run for president or like, you know, like I just, I can't like, it's, you know, it was just getting a little, yeah. So I love a hero. Yeah, that story. show enraged me too. I was like, oh. Well, no, and I'm like, I literally need yeah. to turn this off because yeah. I'm getting so, you know. It's not how I want to feel. Right. No. Right. No. Right. God, the movies are so good at sucking you in, though, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. The, the <laughs> psychology behind it, right? So it's interesting because you talked about, you know, if we if we say like the psychology that's out there. I mean, my gosh. I mean. It makes me think of an activity that I did um, that relates to this, which was like, who was I following on social media? Absolutely. There were certain people that for no fault of their own, like they weren't doing anything wrong, but like, I just needed to unfollow them because of however, you know, they looked or what they were saying or whatever was impacting me. Um, yes. Whatever way. And it's nothing that other people are doing wrong. Like live your best life, girl. But right. It was just tough for me for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and so when you think of, you know, who do you surround yourself with? That's everywhere. That is, no, but I was just saying that, um, you know, when you think of who you're surrounding yourself with, it's not only friends, sometimes family that you need to decide to distance from, sometimes business associates, right? It can be anyone, but also it can be like, where are you surrounding yourself with when it comes to media? Whether that's who you're following on social media, what type of TV are you watching, books are you reading, shows, like anything that's like informing your subconscious, check that. And is, is that how you want to be feeling logically? If not, then maybe you need to turn off Desperate Housewives or Housewives of Orange County or whatever. I just dated myself. Desperate Housewives was really old. But um, you know what I'm saying, right? So maybe you turn that off if that is causing you to feel jealous or anxious or slamming yourself. That inner voice is slamming yourself. Yeah. So I love that. 
Yeah. Carrie, if we wanted to, uh, if we had members of our audience that wanted to get in touch with you and talk about increments of change and how to implement it, integrate it in their life, like how do they get a hold of you? My email is the best way to get a hold of me. And I'll give you guys that link. Um, and so it's just, I was just thinking about the social media piece also. I mean, if there's, it, it's, it used to be that art imitated life. It used to be that way. And now life is imitating art. And so we've kind of got our whole, we're all tweaked on to wanting to have be do things that are not even real. Mm -hmm. It's all been manipulated, photoshopped, um, you know, and I'm all for, hey, I'm all for if you, there's something you want, need to augment your body to feel better about who you are, fantastic. But what I've noticed is that it's just, it's a, it's a slippery slope. And it's that outside value versus inside value, right? Because it doesn't change who I am on the inside at all. And so I think that that's, that is the mission of Increments of Change is that we would be connected and we would, we would really believe that we all have the same amount of value from the inside. Mm -hmm. that would be and awesome. I think that work is never done on the inside, right? Which isn't a bad thing. But as we mature and have different life experiences and gain wisdom, then we, you know, should constantly be processing that and applying it and nurturing ourselves from the inside out, which is what you're proposing and what you do. And Absolutely. And, the, and then our children. And so it's just like, it's just like an onion. There's levels and layers to it, you know? And so that's, that's one of the things. So I know that, um, that I'm going to walk with somebody on that journey as long as they will allow me to. Mm -hmm. And for some it's years and for some it's months and for some it's, and I just know that I just trust in the universe that whatever role I'm supposed to have, I'll have. Mm -hmm. And maybe my job was to plant some seeds that somebody else will water and nurture down the road. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I That's love awesome. that. Cause you're detaching <laughs> from the outcome. I am detached. Like God just to allow me to play the role that I'm meant to yeah. play and then I'll move on. And I just bumped into somebody on Saturday that I worked with, oh, I don't know, five or six years ago. And it was just, it was, it was just wonderful. It was wonderful, you know, um, just to see her and to see how far she's come and what she's doing. And now she wants to get connected again. And, um, and I'm, it's cool, you know, cause I have detached from the outcome. I'm only, um, my job is to worry about the, um, just, I do the footwork and I just trust the outcome is supposed to be the outcome. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Well, oh no. I, had I, I was like, what happened? Well, Carrie, so tell us your email. Um, tell us your email. Remember we've had people listening. So I don't know if you can just spell anything out or what have, I, or have you, but I'll, I'll say it out. It's carrie.recovered.cc at gmail. That's C-A-R-R-I-E dot R-E-C-O-V-E-R-E-D dot C-C at gmail. Okay. Cool. Perfect. Right on. Okay, that was cool. I appreciate you coming on and sharing the, the increments of change. And for anybody that's listening, if you want to get in touch with Carrie, I highly recommend it. Really good soul. A lot of really good guidance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you guys have questions or you're thinking, gosh, like maybe if you have that voice in your head that's saying, maybe I should talk to her, I don't know, act on that. Listen to your intuition. The more you listen to your intuition, the louder and more clear it will get. So even if you just have something 
in inching you toward, gosh, maybe I should contact her, contact her. Um, because that could be moving you forward to work with her or it could be moving you forward towards something else, who knows. But listen to that voice calling you to change, calling you to get the support that you need because that is what's gonna lead you toward more joy. So listen to that voice. And Carrie, we are just so thankful to have you. And I love following you on Instagram. You're so inspirational as well. Um, so just thank you for everything you're sharing with the world. Oh, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. Awesome. Right on. Have a Thank good one, guys. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, Until guys. Next time. Bye. 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 Bye.